Hey guys, welcome to our first episode here where we just dig into the life of a youth pastor into a local uh, youth ministry in ABNWT and see how they're doing a topic really, really well. And this week's or this month's topic is leadership development. And so we are here with the one, the only James Diggity Dog Clarence. That's what I like to call him. Uh, so we're going to get to know James and dig into his uh, ministry and into leadership development, how they do it here. And I really hope it's a blessing to you guys. So let's get to it. James, I want to know a bit about your, you. Okay, like, come on. You know, I know a bit about you, but sure. like, I want to know everything. So, everything. In, wow, in how much time we got, Jeremy? 15 seconds, 30 seconds. <laughs> everything. Okay, 30 seconds. Here we go. Born and raised in Devon, Alberta. I was a pastor's kid of the amazing Simon and Ruth Clarence there, the mom. And uh, grew up, graduated the year of high school early because I hated school. I got bullied a lot. I started homeschooling in grade nine and then um, did full time school and just finished early. Then I went to Bible college. I applied to Vanguard and Portland Bible College, got denied from both of them, and got accepted with both of them later. Uh, went to Bible college, graduated with my bachelor's of theology, and then came home. My dream is to be here at this church first assembly. Uh, and the week I got home, I got offered a job. So moved down here six years ago uh, to be a part-time junior high pastor. That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, so let's dig right into it. I'm wondering um, why do you think youth leadership development, kind of what we're chatting about today, why do you think it's so important yeah. for us to talk about? Huh, well, I think it's incredibly important because there's a ton of work to do. Um, if you haven't noticed, People are leaving church by the droves. Mm -hmm. um, Canada is, the church isn't thriving by any stretch. There's some churches that are, but on the whole, you know, there's people coming left, right, and center, every other direction, but faith in God. So the reason why I think leadership development is the most important thing we could probably be doing right now next to prayer is because we need so many people to then take the message, the gospel, the good news of Jesus, and go and share it with people. And if we don't develop our people, if we don't build big people, uh, it's not that somebody you know who barely knows their faith can't tell somebody about Jesus, but we want to invest in the people so they can do that better and raise up more people, disciples making disciples. So obviously, like you've taken that and made it a huge focus here at yeah. First Assembly at your youth group. Yeah. Um, what kind of things did you have to address in the culture sure. to kind of shift it towards focus on uh, youth leadership development? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest things we had to focus on was a model change. In the 90s and early 2000s, it was like, come to youth group on Friday night and watch one white dude do everything. And uh, you know, we, that person, he or she put on lights, camera, action, band, preached a really good message, wore really cool clothes, and somehow that could attract an audience and entertain people, but today, People could get, care less, students could care less, like your charisma or your whatever, man. They want to know if you care about them, they want to know if you uh, appreciate them and want to invest into them and see potential in them and are able to pull out the mm -hmm. gold in them. So the biggest change was from going from, even what was expected of me sometimes was like, hey, you're coming in to be the guy. Yeah. It's like, well, do I want to be the guy? Because then when I leave, what we've seen over history is, a youth pastor leaves, then it falls apart, and they have to rebuild again, then another person leaves, and it falls apart, and just this vicious cycle. So I'm like, do I want to build a youth ministry based upon my charisma and personality, or do I want to build it on the people? And I think today in this generation, um, 
before God raised up in the Old Testament signposts, like he would raise up like a Moses, a Joshua, whatever. And we'd follow these people. They would go wholeheartedly after it. But today I believe God's raising up a people, raising up a church, raising up a body versus just an individual. People today in this generation, they want significance. They want purpose. They want to be a part of something. And if they're just sitting on the sidelines mm -hmm. watching somebody else do it, they're gonna go somewhere else. They're gonna leave. They're gonna be like, well, I wanna be a part of something bigger than myself. And I think we can also like, thinking of, of ourselves and our own giftings, our own capacities as youth pastors or whatever, mm -hmm. that all of a sudden the youth ministry gets capped at us. Yeah, like exactly. It's like what, whatever. John Maxwell. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so if we wanna go beyond, we get to a point and we get stuck, if we don't bring along right. others right. along that to step in, man, it's, it's gonna be capped at us. Tell us about your youth ministry. Like, what yeah. do you, what's your kind of flow? Yeah. What nights you youth? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, a little bit of the history. When I came in, it was pretty traditional 90s youth group. It was like games on Friday night. We called it Friday Night Live, and it was a lot of fun. It attracted a lot of people. But after grade 12, since the program was completely different from youth group to just Sunday church, kids were like, peace, I'm out. Mm -hmm. So we made a slow shift towards um, having students love what the local church is, which mm -hmm. typically, and it's an, only a quarter of it, but we typically gather around somebody who's talking and worship. So I'm like, hey, if I can at least get students to love that, I want them to love that because after high school, that's generally what they have. They, they come, they get fed, they're part of a Sunday morning gathering. So I'm like, hey, let's get students engaged to that. So to shift the culture from receiving and like just coming and watching to being a part, we said, hey, we're gonna get, start worship teams. We're gonna start getting greeters and people doing food and cafe and people running games, students, students or leaders. Um, we're gonna get leaders preaching. We're gonna get every single aspect of our night was gonna be not run by me. That was my goal. It was like, I'm gonna now delegate everything and all, all what I tell everyone, I tell all our leaders is, hey, I'm not their pastor. I'm just the guy who facilitates this environment. You're their pastor. Mm -hmm. So leaders over students. So our night now looks like we went to a service model uh, to shift the culture to say, hey, you can enjoy being in the presence of God, worship, receiving from the word. But now we switch it to, uh, like we've doubled down on relationships. So we switch it to more like a TED Talk topical 15 minutes um, hey, here we're going through a series, we're developing an idea, and then an hour of, of small groups, which we call them squads. Mm -hmm. So it's food, like funny download youth ministry game, and then TED Talk, and then an hour of small groups so that we get more leaders in the game of discipling students, mm -hmm. and that they have time, and then we, they have a space we've created all Wednesday night, the church is ours, so they can go anywhere in the church and just have that space with their students. So each leader has three to five individuals that they would, and it's based upon age and um, gender, which we're thinking about changing and mixing, integrating, just because that's not how life is anymore that often, but it's what it is now and age and gender. So, hey, how can you disciple and mentor and point to Jesus and teach and train and equip these students how to have a relationship with God. So that's what that hour looks like, so. Did you like, like I'm thinking you kind of making these shifts in the whole philosophy of ministry because you're running youth one way and then all of a sudden you switch it to be more of this, like you say, kind of TED yep. talk and then small group focused. 
leaders have their students. Like it's kind mm-hmm. of a big model shift from maybe what it used to be. Was there a lot of pushback? Were like either parents or leaders oh, yeah. or whatever? Did you get yeah. a lot of? Uh, most of the pushback was from parents because they're like, what are my kids going to do on Friday night? Like, they're going to go to these parties. And I'm like, well, number one, I didn't get in to babysit your kids so you can go have a date night on Friday yeah. night with your husband or wife. Uh, that's not why I went into ministry. I came to make disciples. And I'm, I was pitching them, like, how about their life gets changed on Wednesday night? And then they're there for their friends when they need them on Friday night. And hopefully the Holy Spirit being the best discipler, the best leadership development person that can empower them to not be dumb and not be doing the same things on Friday night and instead shift that atmosphere and say, hey, let's do something else instead. So we're like, hey, Friday night, hey, you know, why don't you just go do something with your church friends and invite your friends and do something better Mm -hmm. than go get drunk at a party. So I had a lot of pushback from parents. But leaders loved it because then they didn't have to give up Friday nights. And I've been able to maintain leaders for four going on five years now, a lot of them. Um, It's way more consistent, easier schedule, especially college students. So leaders love it. And I love it because I get a weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you like, do leaders move up with their students every year kind of thing? Like they have a group of students and they move up? I stole that from Pastor Ken McIntyre, Mandy Hunter at BP and Harmon. And, uh... I'm just like, yeah, you're going to journey the goal, the vision that we cast for youth leaders is, hey, take a grade 7 to grade 12 and graduate them. And then yeah. let that grade 12 to college age transition from more of a mentor to mentee to peer to peer. And then journey with them throughout life. And it's not like a 30-year commitment you sign or a contract, but it's just, hey, hopefully this develops into a great relationship of you investing into them. So you're building this type of leadership kind of thing from from the very beginning. Like as our yeah. students, like obviously you probably have a, a student leadership kind yeah. of program or track that they run through. And then they're able to, as they graduate, sometimes, yeah. and that's what I found too, is like your your biggest fans are, are oftentimes your youth that exactly. are sold out on your youth ministry. That got invested into. And then they, uh, they become... Uh, yeah leaders for you and yeah so how we really get those leaders in the pipeline is we have a thing called interns it was had several other names but what it is is a class on monday night and then they do a local mission trip and an international mission trip and what that does is it takes our high school students we have about 20 of them in in this program for leadership it takes them and obviously teaches them how to read their bible teaches them how to hear the holy spirit mm-hmm. and god's voice mm-hmm. teaches them how to you know ask good questions and and make good conversations lead a small group and then really their practical side of implementing that is we have them literally run all of our grade five six seven ministry on sunday morning our tweens mm-hmm. um so high school students are invested into so then then they really can take them from grade 5 to grade 12 as they go up and they yeah. grow. Um, so that has been our bread and butter of like getting leadership development. On like a typical Wednesday night, yeah. what would be a leader's responsibility? Like all yeah. the things that they're involved in. Yeah, so it's everything. It's from, you know, picking kids up to come to youth to uh, greeting at the door to setting up food, feed, like feeding people. Uh, cleaning up food to running the games to emceeing to you know doing an offering message to preaching I probably preach 40% of the time at youth ministry maybe and then to lead in a small group and their primary role is to lead that lead that squad Mm -hmm. lead their three to five students and invest into them so that 
then they're with those students pretty much all night. How do you decide what areas are serving you? Like, do you have sign-up sheets? Do yeah. you do it based on giftings? Do they just come to you and tell you? Like, how, sure. how does that work? A little bit all three. Okay. Primarily, um, again, we like the rotation, like trying to get as many people in different areas, but it's, it's primarily gifting. So, hey, what do you love to do? Okay, we're gonna place you in that. We're gonna stretch you in other areas, but we're gonna place you in that. But every leader who's there is a squad leader. Even if you're like you're mega introverted and you you know aren't necessarily keen on going up to a bunch of random stinky junior hires, um, you know we want to stretch you in that because hey, it is all about people. It is all about investing in people. So like how do how do you get buy-in from yeah. everyone? Like how do you get everyone to buy in? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is giving them a voice and a seat at the table. Yeah. Um, again, '90s, early 2000s models like come and watch. Now it must be, hey, come and be a part of. Uh, even a lot of our model changes, when we changed from a service model to more small group model, we literally sat down <laughs> and voted on it and like had several conversations about, hey, this is a big shift. Mm -hmm. We feel we need to do a better job relationally. And since then, since we, we cut worship apart from once a month and we've seen dozens and dozens of students come and stick because inviting your friend to a 30 minute worship set or 20 minute worship set on a Friday night is, you know, God can move and the Holy Spirit not playing, downplaying that role. Yeah. But this way, at least they really get connected relationship, which is why students come for the most part to youth group is their their friends are there. They're, yeah. they're, they want a place to belong. Totally. So mm -hmm. how we get ownership is that. And then really the biggest conversation is in like our application or just in any conversation is, do you feel called to do this? Because not mm -hmm. everybody's called to specific youth ministry. Yes, we're all called to ministry, yeah. but youth ministry, you gotta have a passion for it. You gotta have some patience for junior high kids doing yeah. dumb stuff. You gotta, <laughs> have, you gotta have some grace and not for compassion and empathy for a high school student making some poor decisions or going through some tough stuff. So yeah. it's the conversation of, hey, or do you feel called to do this? Because I don't want you here just because your friends exactly. are here or just because it's you know cool. I want you here because God's asking you mm -hmm. to do that. So that's how you get ownership and buy-in, give them a voice, give them a seat, and just make sure God's asking them to do it. Yeah. So do you have anything like that you guys do as a youth leadership team, like whether it be um, youth leadership meetings, like no. hangouts, what yeah, do you do? Yeah. So once a month we have a Friday event and it helps us stay connected to the city that are, is all doing a lot of Friday events still. Yeah. So that Friday, we don't have youth on Wednesday because we do three Wednesdays a month, one Friday. So that Wednesday that we have a Friday, we do a community night. Um, so whether that's coming over to my house for food, going to Wendy's, going bowling, doing something that can be fun or casual, can also just be a business like, hey, it's training. Hey, we want to talk about this. Um, it may be a prayer night, maybe a worship night. So that's our like opportunity monthly to invest. And some of those are like Christmas youth leader parties, stuff yeah. like that. What do you do for leadership development? Like developing your leaders or like mentoring them, like helping them grow. Yeah. What, what do you guys do for that? Yeah. So um, apart from our community nights, one of the biggest things is, hey, just recommended reading. Like leaders need to develop themselves as self-disciplines, yeah. teach them how to do that. Recommended podcasts. Um, recommended like hey let's go to elements that is a huge one for us elements is huge um january is sylvan lake sunny side like that's a huge one for mm -hmm. development of our leaders they love it and they come back and mm -hmm. they're like let's do this i'm like i've been talking about that for a year and then oh jeremy says it or you know mike miller or kim moran or you know the yeah. guests that have been through there they're like yeah let's do it and i'm like 
all right, let's do it. Yeah, you're like, I'm in, I'm in. So yeah. that's a huge one for our development. And then it's just creating a culture of growth and like wanting to get better. That's mm-hmm. been our biggest thing mm-hmm. that has helped is like, hey, if I'm getting better, if like our staff are getting better, if if we are all trying to say, hey, how can we continue to grow, grow deeper with God, learn more about the word, mm-hmm. you know, learn more of our spiritual gifts. If that culture of like, it's almost like a healthy competition or it's not like, oh, check me out, but it's, hey, let's challenge each other. Let's spur each other on. Let's yeah. do what the early church did, man. They like yeah. really helped each other grow. And with the whole shifting culture where like you meet at the small group culture, you know, you got your yeah. leaders who have their students under their care. Your role probably shifted to more of leadership development yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Where you're meeting with leaders yeah. and the, the first, not as much students exactly. as leaders. The first couple of years I spent with students just to build a rapport with yeah. my actual students. But now I don't spend any time. Yeah. Like unless there's like a serious issue yeah. or like they're going through some stuff or like a problem, you know, conflict, then I'll step in. Mm-hmm. But 97% of pastoral ministry is done by lay leaders, volunteer yeah. leaders, people part of the team. So yeah. now then I invest my time into those people. So awesome. I try to, I try, I don't always succeed at it, but my goal is to spend a one-on-one meeting with all of my leaders once a year and yeah. then a lot of group environment that I get to invest in them. Um, and and learn from each other. And a lot of times, again, leader development isn't like, oh, I have all this knowledge or I have all this experience or wisdom. Yeah. It's honestly, again, just asking questions of them. Well, what do you think? Like, oh, hey, there's a problem. Well, what do you think is the solution? Mm-hmm. And helping them really develop themselves. Because again, you can put so much energy and effort into certain people and they'll still never develop. But if you just teach them how to develop themselves mm-hmm. or at least ask the right questions or have the right conversations, create the right environment, then that's the best because people then are owning their own relationship with God, not depending on you. So James, uh, my last question for you is if I am, maybe I'm listening to this Mm -hmm. podcast or video version or whatever I'm listening to, and I'm a pastor in a small church, small town, I don't have, I feel like I don't have anyone to choose from for a leadership team. I don't have a youth leadership team. My youth group is maybe... 10, 12 people sure. or less, you know, sure. what would you say to me in developing a leadership team to help? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in a small town, Devon, and I had an amazing youth pastor named Connie Joy and uh, Connie Duncan now. And anyways, um, I just watched her as, you know, I was 11. I was just coming into youth ministry. She just got vision, man. She got vision for this small town. And again, I've seen many people do small town youth ministry or just small church youth ministry extremely well yeah. when they get vision. Yeah, that's so good. And when you get vision, like people buy into that. Exactly. And, uh, and, and even exactly. even starting with people in your youth group, kind of like what you've done, where like yeah. you have a leadership track from when they're students mm-hmm. and developing those homegrown. Exactly, from grade five. From grade five. We're developing leaders. Developing leaders and exactly. getting ready, seeing the future, not saying, oh, I don't have anyone yeah. now, but developing, preparing exactly. for that down the road. And then yourself sticking around long enough. Yeah. And yeah. And that's been our bread and butter too, yeah. is reaching that grade five and six because they're still, yeah. generally speaking, pretty innocent. Generally speaking, think you're cool. Great mm-hmm. junior highs do not think youth pastors are cool. High school students especially yeah. do not think you're cool. They're just like, dude, you're a loser. 
That's true. But I like you because you pay, you pay for my McDonald's, whatever. Like, <laughs> but grade five and six, if you can reach them then, that's yeah. the biggest drop off nowadays is yes. from grade six to grade seven. Yeah. And if you can utilize and capitalize on that age group, because yeah. they'll come to youth group for a pack of gum and they'll invite a friend for a pack of gum. Yeah. Um, what is your thought on pirates? Pirates? Yeah. Like, are you afraid of them? Like, I mean, do you worry? You ever worry about pirates? Yeah, so I love cruising. I love going on cruises. It's pretty affordable. You get to see a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And now in the in the Caribbean, I'm not so worried about it. But over the like Southeast Asia, that stuff happens where pirates take over. It happens. Ships. I know. It's a legit concern. So it would be a crazy experience to be held hostage. I mean, I don't want to, nor do I envy anyone. And I maybe that's a bad thing to say, but uh, I mean, I don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Where can people connect with you online yeah. or? Yeah, phone number is 587-435-9056. You can wow. shoot me a text, give me a call anytime, or just email Facebook or Instagram. Just just find James Clarence. Yeah. Email is james.clarence at fa.church. But yeah, whatever. Happy to, awesome. happy to have any conversations because I had a lot of great people like yourself in my life that were willing to awesome. take a call. So I'd be happy to do that for anyone in my district. Awesome, I love that. James, thanks for joining us, man. Oh, like, love you it's guys. Been, it's been an amazing conversation. Love you. Um, thanks for pouring into the district. Um, James is also one of the youth reps in Calgary, and so we're so excited to have him on board with that and just to like uh, be able to learn from him and to see what he's doing that's working. And that's what this whole series is about, is finding places and churches and youth ministries that are doing a topic well. And so I hope that this has been beneficial to you and that you've learned lots. And so enjoy it. Next month is on student leadership. We're gonna be at North Point. And also remember we have Vivid Student Leadership Conference Ooh. coming up November 3rd in Edmonton, November 10th in Calgary. And then we have Elements, our adult leaders um, conference or uh, kind of training sessions that we do. And that's in January. And so don't miss those events. Don't we, miss it. You They're need amazing. to be able to train your leaders. And uh, like oh we're talking about today, uh, from the ground up, from everything. Get from, them in the uh, game. Students to our adults, leaders. So uh, do that, be there, sign up, and love you guys. Have a good one.